The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey. Sports is kicking live, almost getting to that point uh, where the NFL season off-season slash season begins. Uh, you had the Final Four, all those things. But before we get into sports, uh, have a guest in, a new part of the family that you guys will be hearing from time to time, our intern, Money Funky Co. Mike Medina. Uh, he, I've had a fortunate opportunity to have Coach Mike in high school, and he's also part of my program now uh, with the Football Academy, the Litchfield Park Renegades. He's our starting left tackle. Uh, he's the mean machine, one of the regulators on the team. Uh, really appreciate this young man. I've been able to watch him grow and mature, even got in his face a couple times <laughs> back <laughs> in the day. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, J.D. Uh, yep, so um, Mike is going to be doing some things with us, a very intelligent young man, good football player, uh, been following sports, and figured we'll put him on because Maurice is on hiatus right now. Now, uh, Reese has to do some family, has some family obligations, and we're going to have some new additions to the man cave as we start to get into this new season of sports or get into the off season. Um, Mike, did you watch the Final Four or any of the championship or any of the I games? I, I actually caught the Villanova uh, Carolina game, and that was the biggest upset I've ever seen in the entirety of me watching college ball. So that was pretty insane. I initially had Villanova going into the uh, Elite Eight. Okay. Um, had Carolina. Obviously, Michigan State was one of my teams. Dukes were one of my teams. Right. And they were screwed. But going into this game, a lot of the pundits have said this was probably the best game ever. Ever, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean – not saying that you're not that old, but right. What, what, what's your summation of it? What would you say? Man, I say all around the game was amazing, back and forth the whole way. So that was one of the things that kept my attention mostly. But uh, that <laughs> that half court shot, that buzzer beater, man, that that was the one that did it. So if you were to capsule going into the game, who are you going for? I'd have to say Carolina. Just because I'm a big Jordan fan, I've seen him at the game. I know how, how much he was rooting for him, how he wanted to pull it out. And I really didn't know much about Villanova, to be honest. I had seen a couple of their games in the regular season, but I know the program that Carolina has, so that's why I was rooting for them. And see, back in the day, uh, Villanova, the Georgetowns of the world, uh, even though Syracuse is in his own separate deal, those, those East Coast teams, because they're getting a lot of guys out of Rutgers, New York, right. and that area, those teams are usually – 
like Villanova back in the day was ballers, even right. though they weren't a huge team. It's kind of like Connecticut. Okay. Uh, same thing. It, you know, it, that's like what the women are doing in Connecticut. Right. Um, so I, Villanova's one of those teams, like, even like a Gonzaga for the right. West Coast now, that you can't always rule you can't rule them out you know that they're going to sneak in there are they're going to be in the in the final or in the march madness and they're typically going to go at least to the first or second you know around they you know they're going to make it uh so i i counted them in but going into it i'm like yeah north carolina yeah too big of a team physical of a team felt that they'll outman them and Hey, it didn't disappoint, but what's funny, I don't know if you follow on social media, but they have been killing me with the Jordan memes. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, did you see the one with him on his phone and was looking at a picture of himself crying? Uh-huh. <laughs> Never in a day that you ever would think that the Michael Jordan yeah. would be so disrespected, but the Michael Jordan is just getting killed. It is probably well-deserved by him. Right. Uh, but I just, man, I was cracking up. But, you know, just even, uh, it's funny because one of the the kid uh, Brunson okay. for Villanova, he's from the from my area, okay. and a lot of my fr- some of my friends have worked with him uh, while he was in high school and stuff. He just literally last year he won a state championship in wow. Illinois, uh, and then going from there to um, win a national championship. Right. In fact, it, it's kind of funny. I've been kind of getting Mike updated with my ba- or the background of the area I'm from and. I remember one year, it was Tamika Catchings, because she's originally from there. In fact, Tamika Catchings went to the high school for a year that Zach Bronson went to. Uh, But it was a year, I want to say it was like 2003, 2002, something crazy like that, that it was three kids that were in the same sixth grade class together that all won national championship. It was Tamika Catchings. For uh, basketball with Tennessee, and then it was the year that Michigan won the national championship for football, and then it was a one more guy on that was like on Duke or somewhere that was they're all in the same sixth grade class. So one sixth grade class has three national champions and three relatively different sports. Yep. Well, we're freaking eyes. But that is something in the water there. You right. know, we'll, we'll that. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of that, you know, it's funny because uh, I'm a little bit more fiery or uh, coaching. And my, probably now, and I wasn't as fiery when I was coaching him in high school. But uh, a few weeks ago, we had a young man on our team. This is freaking hilarious. Uh, you know, the error. And Mike, can attest to this because <laughs> when Mike was in high school, one day we had a little we had a little exchange of words, and I let him know that that might not be in his best interest. Uh, even though he was big and could lift weights, grown man strength is different. <laughs> so we have a guy on our team. He just turned twenty or twenty one, and yeah. kind of smelling himself. And uh, long story short, went to get into it with the opposite team on a away game, and let's just say. This opposite team had some D1 former players and some Stateville former players. Looked like some of these brothers just came out of the pen. Yep. 
So needless to say, you do not try to get in a fight with them on their sideline. So I pulled the young man aside and had a couple exchange of words. He stuck out his chest on me. And I, it took everything in my might not to do anything. So we go back and it's quiet. But the whole, I had the whole weekend to brew over a little bit. So when we go into practice Tuesday, this is a week ago, I gave the young man an option. Or I gave him about three options. I reminded him what he said and if he really wanted to, you know, cash in that check uh, to do what he said he was going to do to me. Or I would send him running and my conditioning guys hate it. Or he could wrestle me. (laughs) So he thought the best option was for him to wrestle me, which probably for his sake it was because I didn't get to punch him in the throat like I wanted to. And so uh, the guys recorded, and I had to go ahead and take them down relatively quick and have them pinned for, like, over five seconds. And uh, (laughs) the guys, uh, we kind of had fun with it. But just going, you know, where I come from, people are wrestlers, they're fighters, they're boxers. There's a lot of athletes. So anyway, uh, but there's a lot going on. Villanova wins. Um, next year, national championship in our own backyard here. Yep. Here is supposed to be held at University of Phoenix Stadium. Right. So you know who will be there. I'm working on tickets now for next year because, you know, you got to get your hustle on. Um, <laughs> so you got that. Uh, Mike, now you had opening day this weekend. Right. Who's your team for baseball? I say Diamondbacks just because I'm born and raised in Phoenix. I support the Diamondbacks. I support the Suns, uh, NFL, and Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I support the Yotes. But other than that. So uh, so were you excited for opening day or baseball, or you could yeah. care less? You I mean, be honest I, I, was, I was excited for it, but since we had such an awful season last year, I expect the same thing every season. So, you know, I, I go forward looking into every season very positive, but, you know. I'm going to say this, though. <laughs> and it, it's going to go to food. Chase Field right. is probably second one of the best, second best ballparks in terms of what they have in their concession stands. You uh, outside, like Chicago, you get some great dogs, you get some brats, good pizza, right. like really good stuff. Not the typical stadium stuff here. But... Here you got Lolo's. Yep. You got that taco churro. Mm-hmm. churro uh, have you seen that thing yeah. where it's like 5,000 calories? Oh, man. So And they have some really good gourmet burgers, I mean, at a ballpark. And that's the thing about Arizona. You know, Arizona could get bougie on you real fast. <laughs> you know, first you're going to get some Lolo's, <laughs> some fried chicken and waffles, and then you're going to go a couple sands down and go get you a gourmet burger. Nice elegant with, burger. With sautéed onions and mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just you just don't know here, but um, something for everybody. Yeah, I, I have to say, I baseball. I do the spring training. I'll watch when the Cubs and Sox come. Right. I haven't bought into the whole Diamondbacks thing. Being a Chicago guy, the Cubs. You go for entertainment. Right. Is all is a rich hist or a history. I won't say rich is rich with the Wrigley's, but <laughs> not rich in, in terms of winning championships, but right. there's always a storyline and, uh, they find a way to always mess it up. <laughs> um, I feel the same way about the D backs, but <laughs> hey, the D backs have something that yes. the cubbies don't have. It's true. Um, so yeah, I'm like baseball's here, but baseball means nothing to me until October, November. Right. Um, so 
that for me is like, okay, yeah, it's some storyline, but you got, do you watch golf at all? Um, I watched the Masters. So this yeah, weekend. that's one thing I did cover. Yeah, so this weekend that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tiger is not going as a golfer; he's going <laughs> as a spectator, spectator. fan. <laughs> and, and I know we got two minutes to, before going to break, but man, I'm going to tell you this: Tiger has not been the same since all that stuff went down. And you guys in the audience, you've heard me say it before. I tell you what: if I'm Tiger, I'm coming back. And I'm being who I am. Definitely. And I think that that's the problem. And I think even though he had issues with who he was, but when you submit, when you submerge that and just not be true and genuine, then you'll never change. Right. And so I'm like, Tiger, get the goatee back. Mm-hmm. Say, you know what? I'm this dude. I'm this dude that I like blonde women and by the dozens. And, you know, just accept it and then let God come in and work on you. Right. <laughs> uh, but this this tiger that's trying to be a people pleaser and stuff like that is like, no, nah, you got to go back to being jerk tiger, get it corrected, and then you'll be able to go back and play golf as we know it. Right. And, you know, be right now he is this, known as the second best golfer ever when he should be number one. Yeah. But, hey, like, poison, like uh, BBD said, never trust a – Big and a smile. (laughs) So (laughs) on that note, uh, we're about to go in. We're going to go ahead and go into break, and then we're going to catch up with some of the things that's going on in the world of sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So we're back. Uh, while we're on break, we're about to start a conversation that I wanted to make sure that you all were privy, uh, privy to be a part of this 
one of the things Mike said is, uh, go ahead, say what you were starting to say before I stopped you so we can keep it organic here. for. So one thing I brought up to JD, and this is just my opinion on the matter, is growing up, you idolize a man like Tiger Woods because he is the best at what he does. He is a professional golfer. And one thing I, I can understand that is politically correct with Nike dropping him from the sponsorship after that whole dilemma. Uh, but my, my views on the man never changed. You know, he did what he did in his personal life. But I'm always going to stick to being a Tiger Woods fan because he is a great golfer, not because he made mistakes that, you know, personally, most people will make mistakes. But because he was in the eye of the media, it was really, really blown out of proportion. So here's my thing. And something that I've shared a lot of times, no one puts the pressure on or gets dropped as a musician for doing what they do. No one gets on actors. In fact, they have this whole thing. They do a sex tape or naked or naked pictures. It gets out. Right. They get more prop- popular and better roles. They're praised for it. <laughs> and, but one thing, and it's not all sports, because uh, my uncle and I were talking about the gentleman from the Blackhawks and his deal, and, you know, with the rape charges and, you know, everybody came to his defense. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about it. Uh, but on the other hand, football and basketball, maybe baseball players, are held to a higher standard than just about any other people, person or uh, profession there is. I mean, they're held higher to a higher standard than policemen for the most part. Uh, politicians, because right. you have like Spitzer and all those guys yeah. that you know, uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you could be president, Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> but let Tiger Woods sleep with twelve women. He didn't break any laws. He didn't gamble against anything. He didn't hold anything up. He broke a spiritual law, things like that. But now this guy is taboo. People don't want him around. We're not going to use him. But He's probably better off running for president. Yeah, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's amazing with that. And, you know, I'm going to kind of go off with that. Like John, bon, John, John Bones Jones. Yes, he broke a law, but I don't know. Did you see the other yeah, thing yeah. when he got pulled over? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, I know that officer was like, if this mug gets out the car. Yep. <laughs> if he gets out the car, it's on like popcorn and... Yeah, was John probably the wisest thing talking back to him the way he did? Nah, man, just like I tell you guys, live for another day. You know, live for another down. Uh, It's not the wisest thing to fight like like I was telling the player. You you know what? Beat their butts between the whistle. And in that case, whenever you're dealing with law, just wait. Use your lawyer. You're on camera as a done deal. Um, So... You get that, and that's where, I mean, because guys are held to that standard, guys have to be more educated in their surroundings with the world of cell phones and social media. And thank God, I mean, honestly, I am so happy that I was born in the era that I was born in. Because those of you that know me, a cell phone with uh, with a camera growing up back in the day with me, was a recipe for disaster for me. 
<laughs> and you know, and, and sometimes I think these young guys, I'm like, oh man, they're they're half normal. They're geniuses. <laughs> but I had to look at myself. I've wasn't as quite half normal as these guys. I think I had a little bit more. I was like three quarters normal. Right. Uh, but the thing, I just couldn't imagine, you know, with social media and stuff like that and existing in that world at that time, especially when your frontal lobe isn't that developed. Right. <laughs> so it, it, it's interesting, and especially when it comes to athletes. And, uh, and I always say that some of the dumbest people on the face of the earth are coaches, yeah. especially when you're relying on 17 to 24-year-old men to do the right thing. It's not, that's a hard gamble, yeah. especially – when you have, in some cases, lots of money involved, lots of access to things, and lots of women, that is typically you put those factors together and you get lots of dumb situations and <laughs> lots of bad situations. So anyway, but uh, going into basketball, I mean, Scotty Pippen came out. And, I, again, used to see Scotty all the time growing up. Um, Scotty made. Did you hear about the statement he made? No, not recently. Oh, so Scotty said. Hey, I mean, Scotty's just that dude. And if you haven't ever watched the stuff on Scotty Pippen, just watch Scotty Pippen's highlights. Right. Watch Scotty Pippen with Michael Jordan the year he retired. Okay. And he gets into the conference championship. Scotty Pippen, who came from Little Central Ar- Arkansas, was the equipment manager. Really. One of the top fifty NBA player NBA players of all time, Scottie Pippen. I'm trying to think who now. Kawhi Leonard is probably the closest, and he's different than how Pippen was. I would say he's as controversial, but he's, no, no, no. But Kawhi Leonard, long arms, good defender. Right. But he was Pippen was kind of quiet, but Pippen was a dog. Yeah. Like he, you say LeBron James. Put Pippen on him, yeah. locked down. You know, back in the day, Magic Johnson put Pippen on him, locked down. Didn't matter. You just locked him down. Yeah. So Pippen says that he that the championship te- the '96 team or '96 Bulls would uh, sweep the Golden State Warriors. And I'm gonna tell you this. I mean, and, and this is good because we're gonna get dialogue from different eras. Right. Um, even though I'm 42 now, <laughs> gosh, I was like, I, I could be their dads. So anyway, you had Ron Harper, who was a potential all-star before he injured his knee on, on the Bulls, 6'5 guard. You had Michael Jordan, that was really about 6'4", 6'5", greatest guard ever, de- uh, defensive MVP several times. Right. Then you had Scottie Pippen. So you put Michael on Steph, nothing gets off, or you say no. You know, Clay doesn't work as hard as Steph, so I'm going to put Mike on Steph. I'm going to put Scotty, I mean, Mike on, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Clay. Okay. And then you put Pippen on Steph, where Pippen, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wingspread that could run. So when Steph tries to shoot, he's having to alter his shot. Right. And then you have Dennis Rodman who was one of the top rebounders ever, you know, Dennis Rodman, 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", 
He used to D up Shaq. He used to D up Charles Barkley. He he would get he could get twenty rebounds in a game. So you put Dennis Rodman on Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap. Cause Steph ain't Steph ain't stopping Scotty. No. And Clay is definitely not stopping Jordan. I you know, and I had to think about it. I heard like Charles Barkley and everybody. Barkley or Stephen A. Smith or somebody said that they gave him a game. They said, you know what? I think that uh, Golden State will lose, but they will win one game. Bruh, let me tell you. Phil Jackson in his prime with them dogs, and that's not even with the bench. People forgot, uh, and one of the people that I really didn't hear them talk about is Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was almost seven foot or six six eleven, but he was a finesseful scorer. When I say this, I have to be careful how I say it. A skillful, like a LeBron James in terms of skill, but not fast, not explosive, and not, you know, as much of a killer, even though LeBron is not a killer per se. Right. But Tony Kukoc could pass, he could shoot, he had, you know, he could do everything around the court except for probably play solid defense. Right. So, and then you get off the bench, a John Paxson or the Golden State's current coach, Steve Kerr, shooting trades too. Now, they can't shoot trade for trade with them. Right. But their depth, I mean, Andre Ugadaga, I like him. I think he was key to the championship last year. But, yeah. that. So, from my perspective, that's what I'm seeing. What, I have to agree with that. I mean, I think most people would still agree with that. Because one thing I was watching out for with Golden State's record this year just was to see if they could beat that 96-97 Bulls record. And I think that it's still obtainable there may be two losses away or they may already be at eight losses because i think it was 72 and eight for the or 72 and nine something like that for the the 97 bulls yeah uh i just also you look at it now basketball for these guys is a lot easier than it was then like this and so i think that you know and some of the people will say because you can't hand check and stuff like that. So when Jordan and them played, I mean, Jordan was literally Detroit. I mean, you would get kicked out the league for the stuff that was happening to Jordan back yeah. in the day. And these guys, it's without without consequence in a sense. Uh, I mean, it, like, if you look at them the wrong way, it's a foul. Yeah. And, but Jordan, I mean... You look at Joe Dumars and Vinny Microwave Johnson, yep. and it, it, it's interesting to see um, how it's changed. But yeah, so if they play in this era with this era rule, rules, Jordan and them definitely. If they play in the old rules, I don't know if Steph Curry's the same player. Yeah, I mean, because there you had to be have a physical presence. Uh, and these guys, they're all friends afterwards. Right. Like back then, guys literally didn't like each other. Or if they liked each other, like Jordan and Charles Barkley were good friends. Right. But I was looking at some highlights the other day, and I'm like, I thought Barkley was going to whoop Jordan's tail on the cage. <laughs> so you just never know. Um, so you, the Suns are your team. So I know you. We can throw that out the window. The Suns <laughs> were my team growing up. They were second to the Bulls. Okay. And then, but I just know, like, once Steve Kerr came here, yeah, 
he when he brought in Shaq, he killed the organization. Um, but I love San Antonio, I, and it's not a. I just like the fact of how they've been consistent. They get guys that are in terms of basketball ethics or work ethics. They get guys that are all around players that buy into a team system, yeah. and they make it work individually. I mean, you have some good players, but I don't think a lot of guys that was on the Spurs would be as good if they went somewhere else. Right. And so, I mean, it's it's the one team that actually, besides Golden State, that is actually a team, uh, a team of, of multiple players just working together. So uh, speaking with team, our team is going to send us into break, and we'll be back. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, uh, we're in, getting close to the second part or the new season for the NFL to begin in terms of the offseason. Um, it's been somewhat interesting. You had da- the Browns cutting Dante w- Whitner late, yes. which I think was like uh, not a good move, but you know, who am I? But I could see a team like Pittsburgh that needs a, st- uh, a safety getting him because uh, he's a guy that can also kind of fit in the box a little bit. Um, and then you got this whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Hey, Colin ain't dumb. 
because he, he made sure he went in and showed his face, got his little 400000 not his little, got his $400,000, and it was like, okay, let me get my money before you guys, uh, you know, push this trade in. What's your thoughts on the trade? What, what, what's some of your thoughts in terms of the Colin Kaepernick situation? Man. Would you stay in San Fran? Would you go to Denver? I think, in all honesty... With what he's built with San Francisco and then kind of the credibility he lost after the fact, it wouldn't be a, a dumb move to move to Denver. And they definitely need a, a decent quarterback, and he could be the man to do it. But then there's where, where does that leave San Francisco? Well, so here, here's the thing for me. Yes, he could fit in Chip Kelly's system, but I look at it multiple ways. I mean – California, even though Denver is expensive, California is more expensive. True. Uh, you go in, each situation is some things that you're unsure about. You're unsure about one of the things is, can I coexist with Chip Kelly? Um, and then did we really do anything in the offseason to get better? Have we gotten better receivers? No. I mean, I love Anquan Bolton, but those guys – those guys aren't getting separation. Right. You don't have Vernon Davis any longer. You uh, you don't even though you have Carlos High, you don't have the depth that running back that you once had. And you see the defense is not the defense that it used to be. And Chip Kelly's teams weren't known for really defense. Right. So that means is a lot of pressure on you as a quarterback. But then here's the thing: you're talking about is a four to seven million dollar difference if you go to Denver versus staying. Right. Uh, and with football, there are no guarantees. And how long before, I mean, where else can you make four to seven million dollars? Right. Um, for me, if I'm him, I go to Denver, and here's why. I mean, everybody knows you got you have a situation where you have a quarterback, former NFL quarterback for a head coach. So there's a level of understanding and how to preserve you. Uh, the other thing is you have a general manager that has just proven he can bring other quarterbacks in, you can have success, but also he's going to hold you to a higher standard. The other thing is, Colin goes back, I don't know if you remember, he got in, he was messing with uh, Alden Smith's uh, uh, ex-girl. So, you know what, it's kind of like the whole thing with uh, the guy from the Lakers recording. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, you probably need to change places. But uh, what I think in terms of scheme I think what Kubiak does is more and better suited than what um, whatchamacallit would do, uh, Chip Kelly. Right. Um, because it's based upon the zone principles, zone runs, zone blocking, and naked boots, and the run game sets up the pass game. And with Collins' mechanics, I think that works better as opposed to even though you have the zone read uh, with Chip Kelly, but you're talking about shotgun so many parts of the time. Um, the running game is not a big, a vital part of it in terms of how he does it. And then you're in a division, and that's the thing you got to think about. You're in a division that pass defense are uh, that you have Chandler Jones now with the Cardinals yep. and their front. Uh, you have 
LA, I don't want to call them <laughs> LA, which their their defensive seven or five now because they lost Leonidas, yeah. but they're and uh, they lost uh, Nick Fairley, but they're fairly fairly decent up front, and then you go to Seattle. That's not a good situation for him to stay in with all those questions. And then here's the other thing. He goes, he's, Chip Kelly's in that division. Well, Pete Carroll knows what Chip Kelly does, He, you know, when they were both in the Pac-12 together. Yeah. So I think that for Colin going to Denver, they're building off the run. You have Demarius Thomas, who's a solid receiver. You know, uh, Denver is coming off a championship, but you have depth at linebacker. I mean, or defense. So basically, you come in and you do just like Jim Harbaugh was doing. Jim Harbaugh put the running game around him. Uh, they had solid defense, and they were in NFL play or in the playoffs, uh, deep into the playoffs. And Denver is pretty much a dominant force. Although the Raiders are stepping up in that division or conference or that division, I think that. You go there, you take the money that you can get, you got a fresh new beginning, you're used to playing in that cold environment, um, you're going to spend one game in San Diego, Can- Kansas is not a, a, a place to look forward to seeing, right. <laughs> um, but you're going to get some, you're going to be able to play and you're going to have some success and you don't have the world on your shoulders and you have some people that have been proven to be able even to coexist with their players. Right. I'll probably definitely get that sense of relief, too, having a fresh start. What do you think his major contribution will be to that offense? So. Oh, so it's very similar, like, uh, for us. When we do off of our zone and we do our our, our naked boots and right. stuff like that, uh, because Kubiak's system is based upon the zone, uh, the zone principle. So there's, like, a lot of zoning with the run. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, though, uh, because the NFL has now taken, they're trying to eliminate the chop block. Yeah. So they're they were known for that the backside tackle. Like we, you remember where you had to cut right. and roll. That's what they were used to doing, and so they would wash down that backside. That's why Terrell Davis, all those guys going back, where they had back to back like two, uh, like thousand yard rushers. They they had like three or four different guys that ran for over 1,500 yards with Denver back in the day when Kubiak was just a coordinator. And that was because um, Alex, or I think his name is Alex Gibbs, he was their O-line coach. And so they would go, and it's funny, they would get almost that tight end type, which is funny. That's why I was saying with you in high school, they'll get that tight end type to play tackle. Right. So they would get a guy with long arms, kind of tall, but can move versus the normal big, you know, tackle that was pretty much an anchor. They would get that guy in there and say, okay, you know what, you got good pass rush DN, so, you know what, we're going to cut J.J. Watt, and we're going to cut these guys, get, their, get them on the ground, and we can run. Mm-hmm. And guys at that level get scared because it's like, you know what, this is my career, right. so we're going to – kind of come slow yep. when we play you. So I think, uh, to answer your question, I think his his uh, ability to move with the zone holds the backside in. So if you had a running back that's, let's just say, they're zoning left, Colin goes, he carries it out, 
And let's just say even if he hands it off, the fear of him bootlegging weak side, it forces those backside defensive ends to kind of hold and stay home. They're not as aggressive, things like that. Or if you find someone that gives up containment, like one of our players, and he's chasing down, then you got a guy that can pull out the gates on you. Or when he when he throws, he could throw a missile downfield off of off of the play action. And honestly, had Peyton Manning been able to move, if Cam Newton played with Denver, yeah. Prime example: if Cam Newton played with Denver. Denver would have won the Super or Denver's offense would have scored forty points. I agree with that. I mean. And that was the whole thing and with uh, Peyton going. Peyton didn't fit where, where they were going because with Peyton, with Denver's system, he costs you more money. And the reason why he does because you have to get that anchor-type tackle, yeah. which those guys are harder to find, whereas in a zone-based system, you can develop guys easier. Uh, you can also get running backs for a little bit less and develop them. Then, finally, um, the receivers, tight ends, you really just need big – you could get big receivers that you have like a Demarius Thomas that they don't even have to be that fast, but they're big and physical because they're blocking downfield, right. and then they release, which Demarius Thomas went to the perfect place for that system because he came from Georgia Tech. And I don't know – do you know much about Georgia Tech? Georgia Tech, even though they've had Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas – they're basically an option-based team. Okay. So you get these guys in those situations. So to answer your question, I know I went like 20 minutes, but uh, to answer your question, that's why I feel like that would be the ideal situation for them. Right. Like RG3, I think RG3 would have actually been better for the system uh, for Denver, but I just knew they didn't want to deal all that comes with RG3. Right. Colin – the good thing about Colin, he's a little bit more quiet than RG3, and it was just a lot to filter through. And, you know, and they know they had the inside scoop on RG3 because uh, Shanahan was the coach for John Elway, and, and Kubiak was the offensive coordinator for John Elway. Oh, okay. So if they really wanted him, he already did their system. So, yeah, what, any other uh, offseason things that, like in terms of, with the guys leaving anywhere, any any things that got you excited, sad, or questioned? Man, I mean, we picked up Ryan Harris over on Pittsburgh. We took them right off the Denver uh, offensive line. He is probably the best tackle they had, in, in my opinion. So we definitely needed that. Um, but other than that, I'm like you said, like you mentioned earlier, we need a safety. <laughs> That's the one thing I'm hoping we pick up in the safety draft. Safety and a corner. Yeah, and a corner. We could use a few corners, in my opinion. Yeah, and with Wheaton uh, being suspended, right. that's one thing Mike Tomlin will always find as a receiver. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were done after Wallace left. Yeah, and then I didn't know Brown was as cold as he is. I was like, gosh. And then you get you had D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, and so it, it, it like Pittsburgh. I really look forward to see what they're going to do. Um, but looking forward to. I'm looking forward to going on this break. (laughs) We'll be back in a few.
kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this because our all-sports uh expert Maurice is not here but so Mike uh, you know going in getting ready we're a couple weeks out from the draft let's talk about it a little bit okay you're Tennessee who do you take first if I'm Tennessee I'm probably gonna have to go with Miles Jack in the first first pick main reason being is a couple things I read up on him is he's quote-unquote next Ray Lewis He's the next best thing uh, linebacker-wise since Ray Lewis. And I've seen his combine videos. He puts up some numbers. He's, he's a pretty solid member. If I'm Tennessee, believe it or not, because I know there's a lot of people looking for quarterbacks, I trade out of it. Really? Because I think that the other guys, like a Miles Jack and stuff like that, uh, well, let's see, Cleveland's looking for a quarterback. San Diego, Dallas could be in the hunt for a quarterback. San Fran could be in a hunt for a quarterback. Yeah. Philly could be in a hunt for a quarterback. And potentially, they'll be looking for a replacement for Eli Manning. Yeah. So you will have some guy, I mean, a guy, he may not come in right away. The Giants have a few things. But, you, well, they have McAdoo there, so they plan on having Eli for a couple more years. Yeah. But here's the thing. You get out of there, now you can go get Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, you you can you can pad up your pad up your team that wasn't that good in the first place, and they get better. Right. So number two, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, see with Cleveland, I would have gone with Ezekiel Elliott. I feel like they need a running back. And see, history has shown for the most part, drafting a running back that early 
is scary and dangerous. That's you know most running backs t- uh, teams are by committee now. Okay, and you look at a guy that from my hometown, Melvin Gordon. Uh, yes, you had what Todd Gurley did, but again, you're talking about those guys were five and things like that, five and twelve, if right. I'm not mistaken. But you got take a guy with the second pick and you're Cleveland, and you have so many issues. You know, you still need receiver things like that. Heck, if I'm Cleveland, I'm considering trading out of it, uh, to be honest. But then I'm San Diego. I'm sitting there. I know I got a quarterback that's ready to leave. You know, well, let me go to you. If you're San Diego, you went and got a running back last year. What what do you do this year? Especially like you mentioned with the quarterback leaving, that may be that may be the option. And you know, Goff is is that man right now in the combine. But there there's some there's some controversy there as well. I, if I'm there, if I'm them, I'm even. If I'm San Diego, I just lost uh, Weddle. Right. Here it is. I have Jax Ramsey that could possibly play safety corner. <laughs> you know, either safety corner and or linebacker. Right. Very versatile player. Yeah, I. If I'm San Diego, I take him. Um, that's where I go. Number four, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Who could they pick up? You know, it's not a bad thing. You, you have Des Bryant as a receiver. He could get a complimentary. Uh, some people have that kid from Ole Miss, the wide receiver going there. But I'm like, no matter who you get, eventually uh, Treadwell, no matter what you get, you got to protect him. So I would either go with do the old formula of the 90 Cowboys and I go get the best offensive lineman on, on the board and I go – get big uh, Laramie Tenzel yeah. and and go there because I feel like I could get it back later. Okay. All right. Five, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Now I feel like Jacksonville needs a running back. I would agree, but ja- Jacksonville also needs a receiver, uh, you know, because they have Blackman, who are the kid from Oklahoma State, that has Justin Blackwell that's been suspended, right. hasn't played, Uh yeah, their running back situation hasn't been ideal, but they just picked up somebody in free agency. I mean, they're not. I, I would say with them, yeah, you get the best person on the board. Um, let's go, f- Sam or who we got next? Baltimore. Baltimore. You're Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore I'm gonna pick up a D end. Uh, I have to pick up Shaq Lawson. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think, man, that dude, I watched him play this year at that uh, national championship. Yeah. That's not, not a bad deal. But now, that's the guy I would say that's where I would go for Joey Bosa in that, that situation. Or I'm even looking at the, uh, yeah, the Miles Jack, the UCLA kid, right. where you get, now you have a guy that, you know, he, he's listed as an outside linebacker, but I think they could very well put him in the inside and he can do well. Okay, definitely. And, speed and, for it. Yep. So now we'll finish up with the top ten. Let's see. Uh, you're going in. You're, the, you're San Fran. You done lost most of your line, your defense, and you don't have a quarterback. Or, I mean, 
what I would do, I would try to package it with that trade. If I do uh, trade Kaepernick, mm-hmm. I say, bring me Mark Sanchez. If okay. I'm if I'm him, even though because Mark Sanchez already knows the thing, and you know you're about two years out, you're going you could draft draft later on like a Paxton Lynch or or somebody else, but you kind of keep things steady, and you build your defense. So if you know if Miles Jack is off the board, you know I mean you gotta get a guy inside, so you could go with the kid from Alabama. But then, you know, I'm sure they're taking stuff away from Chip Kelly, or you build up up front. But you know, they lost they lost a lot of things. They lost D lineman, D tackle. But I believe you build a team inside out. Okay. So inside being on the interior D line or O line, out. If I'm San Fran. So what about you? What's your thoughts? I have to agree with that, especially being part of an O line D line. Uh, you know, that's that's that is. You know your base. That's where you build off of. So, so now we're going into Philly. That Chip Kelly had just screwed up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Sam Bradford, who at least has another year. Um, you're gonna go back to. You're gonna do. You're gonna tr- pretty much look like what. Um, Kansas City looked like and what Philly looked like in the past. Right. So if I'm them, well, I'm going to ask you, where would you go? Probably with Jalen Ramsey. See. Pick up a cornerback for him. See, now I'm going to go just the opposite. I'm going to go get my receiver. Receiver, okay. I got to get a guy that can stretch the field uh, vertically. And that's one of the things that once they lost Deshaun Jackson, that actually killed them. So then – you know, I'm looking at Treadwell. I'm looking at Fuller. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways. The kid from TCU. But I'm going to get a guy that can stretch the field vertical. Okay. All right. So now we got about, we only got about a minute or two left. You're Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. All right, let's see. I, Tampa Bay. Let's try to find a quarterback for Tampa Bay. A corner? A, or? a cornerback. Okay. So you're looking at. See, I just said Jalen Ramsey. You got the, I can't. Well, I t- took the kid from Florida off the board, but he would have been. Or, or you could take uh, the kid from, um, yeah, the other cornerback from Florida, uh, Hargraves. Hargraves, okay. And then you got that. Me, Tampa Bay. Yeah, there he is. I, if I'm Tampa Bay, I just drafted a number one quarterback the year before. I'm getting old lineman. Old lineman. I'm getting uh, st- the kid from Notre Dame. And then on that note, because we're running out of time, we won't get number 10. But uh, if I'm the Giants, they just need a lot of different things too. They don't need a receiver, but they could use running backs, defense. And then that's where I would go and get Ezekiel Elliott for the Giants. So, hey, Mike, looking forward to having you back on. Thank you for coming out. Thank you all for listening. Hey, stay safe out there. And let's see what the future holds with the Renegades this week. I'm going to see watch number 70. Make sure you don't get thrown out the game <laughs> and get this dub. Hey, thank you all for listening, and we will be with you next week. Peace. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
See you soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.